and he scores! Oh, what a play by Travis Konechny! Bounces to the line, kept in, Katerian, he scores! Can you believe it? Sean Katerian! Welcome to another edition of Flyer Buzz, here on Flyers Radio 24-7. Here's Brian Smith and Bill Melzer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Flyer Buzz here on Flyers Radio 24-7. I'm Brian Smith along with Bill Meltzer as the Philadelphia Flyers come off the road, a very successful road trip, and we'll now start a long homestand at the Wells Fargo Center. They'll span the better part of 10 days before they go back on the road. This team will not have to travel again until the day before Thanksgiving when they'll visit the Buffalo Sabres, and even that is just a one-game trip. And, uh, Bill, we uh, you know, last uh, talked before the final game of the last, uh, it wasn't really even a homestand, just the, that month of October where the Flyers were playing two at home, one on the road, a couple of days off in between. Um, really felt like it was just hard to get into a rhythm. And I don't know how much that played into the Flyers' start, uh, but they – Uh, Went into the Islanders game, obviously had one to forget, and then had a long time to think about it, flying out to California right after that game. And whatever was different on the road seemed to work, as uh, the team looked uh, a lot more, um, you know, a lot more put together, I guess, for lack of a better term. But obviously, seven out of eight points is nothing to argue with. And uh, we're just just curious how you looked at the trip as a whole, and uh, you know why the Flyers were able to accomplish that. Well, absolutely, you know, and um, you, you. Going in, you get seven out of eight points. You, you'll take that every single time. Um, I mean, it, it, it's not you know it's not too hard to find the the reasons why the Flyers did so much better on the trip. Um, you start out with better starts to every game. Um, you know, the Flyers scored first in all four games. They'd only scored first once in the first eleven. Um, you know, you, you play from ahead. It's uh, it's a lot easier to play hockey. Um, the, the Flyers. Never trailed at any point in regulation in any game during the trip, so that's uh, you know that's telling you you're you're taking care of business. Um, I think the second thing too is when there was a little bit of adversity, uh, the Flyers responded to it very well. You know, you, you start with that first game of the trip out in um, you know out in Anaheim, and um, the, you know the Flyers gave up a goal late in the third period. Game is tied. Came right back and scored. You know that that kind of thing was lacking a little bit before that. Um, you know, once you once you handle some of that adversity and you uh, you come through it with a win, you know it, it gets uh, the team relaxes a little bit, and uh, you know the, things kind of fall in place from there. Um, I thought the Flyers got good goaltending on the trip, um, particularly last game from Cal Pickard. He, I thought he was terrific in the game against Arizona. Um, you know, and as we're recording this, Flyers are getting ready to take on the Coyotes again. Um, you know, Flyers will look for that kind of thing to continue. And, you know, 5-1-5 five five play, structure, all those things were better. You know, there, there were lulls. There were, there were portions of games where Flyers had the play taken to them a little bit. But, I mean, listen, it's the NHL. You're not going to always just impose your will on teams. You know, the Flyers managed to get through those stretches and, and came back and counterpunched when they had to. And that's what successful teams do. Now they have to... They have to bring it home and, you know, do the same kind of things. I mean, I think that um, Shane Gossespierre earlier today said it better than anybody. You know, he said people are talking about, well, winning at home, winning on the road, but if you play the right way, it doesn't matter where you're playing. You know, you'll you'll win the majority, you'll win a lot, you know, win a lot more times than you'll lose. And really the Flyers, other than, um, other than probably two home games so far, one of which was actually a loss, was the 
go back to the game against uh, the, against Vegas or you know, and the game against the Devils really haven't played all that well at home. You know, but it didn't matter where the venue was. I mean, those, those were games that it doesn't matter where you play, you're probably going to lose. Um, the Flyers, you know, I mean, look, the last couple seasons they had uh, 53, 54, 55 points at home. And then last year took a little bit of a step back, but still still 50-point season at home, you know, you uh, basically in line with what they did on the road. So, you know, it's not a team that doesn't know how to win at home. It just, uh, you know, I, I think that you get over that hump, you get the homestand off on the off on the right foot and then you're on, you're not talking about home roads so much the one thing that you were talking about was uh, being off to a better start for for the most part and there was one time when the flyers had the the kind of start that has gotten them in trouble and that was in the los angeles game when they uh you know took a, a few penalties early where they deserved probably not but you know they were in the situation to to, to take them and uh, you know I, I i hate to harp on that as a bad start because again there have been a couple of situations this year where uh, the Flyers have been whistled for for penalties early in a game that may not have really been there but that notwithstanding they were able to come back and kill those and uh, and do so decisively and that kind of turned the momentum of, of those games uh, you know the the penalty kill obviously has not been where the Flyers would like it to be uh, but um, you know when, when when you do find yourself in that situation and you can kill it off that's the resiliency you're you're referring to. A hundred percent, and and in the LA game in particular, that's a, that was a pretty lengthy five on three that had to be killed, and you know your your goalie has to be your best penalty killer in those situations, and he, you know that was the case. Flyers got through that, and you know, and then they they kind of roll from there, and then yeah, I mean you do, you know, you have to play you have to play through the whistles sometimes, and you know as as you said, it's no secret that the the Flyers penalty kill is still. Having some issues every, you know, every game on the trip they gave up at least one. Um, but you know, the even if you look back in the Arizona game, there was a pretty important third period kill, and the Flyers got through it fine. And you know, they kind of, you know, those those are momentum points of games. They really are, Brian. Where, you know, if you you get through the kill, particularly in in um, pretty good shape, you can often carry that through once you get back to to five on five. Those are those were things that it's all situational, situational saves too. I mean that that's something that uh, you know that Flyers weren't getting at times before that. And on this trip, when the Flyers needed the big save, most of the time they got it. Big save uh, taking us into our next situation. The Flyers goaltending situation could be best referred to as fluid right now because uh, <laughs> they went on that trip with uh, with three goalies and. Uh, I guess came back with three goalies, uh, but but in a much different situation. Obviously, Michael Neuvert is is out, and I'm not really sure we even know what uh, his situation is. Uh, Brian Elliott was unavailable for a game, but is uh, now available at least as as a backup. We'll see how it goes over the next few days. But uh, I, I tell you what, uh, that 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 grabbing of uh, Calvin Pickard off of uh, waivers at the start of the regular season is looking like more and more of a valuable move. Uh, when you uh, consider where this team has uh, gone in the goaltending situation already over the course of this season. Absolutely. I, I mean, the Flyers have gotten a couple of wins out of Cal Pickard already, so just, just in and of itself, that's that's been, uh, you know, it, it's been a good pickup in that regard. Uh, and, you know, especially at the points in time where they, they had both of their projected guys down, you know, that's, uh, I mean, that's that's real, real tough. And, and that, that's a situation where, 
You know, I mean, could could you get a couple quality starts out of Alex Lyon if you had to? Probably. But, you know, it, it's good to have another experienced guy back there. And, um, you know, he's, uh, you know, Pickard is an interesting goalie. Um, he's, you know, not not all the saves look very pretty. Um, I, I thought in the San Jose game there were some stretches where, you know, maybe he was a, l- a little lucky on, on a couple of pucks where he, looked like he overplayed things. But also we hadn't played in a while. He, he came back out in the Arizona game. I thought he was really sharp in that game. You know, his rebound control was really good. Um, when he had to fight for second saves, he did. I mean, that, that's what you need from whether it's your starter or your backup, whoever's tabbed to go that day. And one thing, the other thing I like about him too is that, uh, and it's maybe a, maybe something that comes with experience, you know, once a goal would get past him or whatever, you know, he just put it to the side and just, just keep on battling. And that's that's really the mentality that you need. Um, you know, going forward, I mean, I, I think anybody would say that the Flyers' goaltending still needs to be more consistent. There needs to be, you know, there needs to be some kind of a, a clearer picture going ahead. Brian Elliott staying healthy, playing at a high level, you know, figuring out what's going on with Neuwirth and all that. I mean, that's uh, all those things are still out there. In the meantime, you have a, a dependable veteran type who will, like I said, will battle for you whenever you need him to. And it's, uh, you know, it's a good thing to have. It's easy to sit down and look at the individual performances and say, "Oh, this person should play better. This person should, you know, do this, this, and that." And um, but uh, t- to me, the difference between um, you know October and then this road trip has has been the the team play as a whole. And I'm just curious of your thoughts on what are some of the things you saw um, over the month of October that, uh, were, were maybe some issues that the uh, Flyers were able to correct on this road trip, whether it was breakouts. I mean, they're winning, you know, they were, they were winning every faceoff under the sun. They were almost 60% as a team on faceoffs, right. yet they couldn't get anything going. It's like, as soon as they lost the, lost the draw, their, their, their next play is, you know, a turnover or, or, or whatever. Um, the ironic thing is their faceoff numbers went way down comparatively, uh, on this trip. Yet they got seven out of eight points. So I'm, I'm just curious, from a system standpoint, is kind of what you saw that was, uh, you know, better on that trip. Well, I, I think you started with 200 foot play. Uh, they, there was the back checking support was way better, way more back pressure. You know, there were still turnover issues here and there, which are which is going to happen. Um, you know, a couple of I, I thought in the uh, I thought in the Arizona game, the, the Flyers came out turning some pucks over and. We're a little bit lucky. Um, Cal Pickard made a couple of big saves there again. Um, you know, they were a little bit lucky not to fall behind early in that one, and then they they got the Giroux goal, and then they were they were kind of off from there. Um, but I, I think I think you start with that two hundred foot play. Um, you know, forwards coming back to support. Um, you know, a, a better breakouts, better play through the neutral zone is is, is a big thing with this team. Um, whether it's whether it's going up ice or or defending through the neutral zone, you know when a lot of times the defenseman will get blamed if he backs in, but the defenseman doesn't have a choice but to back in sometimes if the other team could get you know easily through the neutral zone because if you get beaten at the blue line, you know then that's a breakaway. Otherwise you you have to backpedal and try to cut off a drive to the net, and sometimes there's an opportunity to to close the gap there, but other times. You know, other times there isn't that opportunity, and some of it was on the defense, some of it was on the forwards. But, but as five-man units, I thought they played way better on this trip, and that's something that that's a that's one of the most encouraging signs. Um, something else that as that as a team has been better 
has been the uh, the secondary scoring support. The Nolan Patrick line really came alive during during this trip, and I actually thought they were the on a game in and game out basis the Flyers' best line on that trip. You know, um, there were a few ups and downs from the Sean Couturier line. You know, they had a big game to, to close the trip out. But, I mean, that's what the Flyers went into the year hoping for, right? They were hoping for the some of the young guys, the, the Patricks and the Lindblums, to take a step forward. And I think you saw a little bit on that trip. Again, it's just a, just a starting point. But, you know, in the final game of that trip, you had the top line scoring three goals, the Patrick line playing really well. Now all of a sudden, you know, it's it's not just a one-line team. And, um, you know, there have been elements of that here and there, but that, that kind of came together at the end of the trip, and that's that's a very encouraging sign. Now, you know, you want to see both power play units contributing. I mean, they did score two goals on the trip on the power play. Um, there's still room to get a little tighter, a little bit crisper, and finish a little bit better on the power play. We, we, you know, we talked about PK, but, um, you know, they're, they're – there are areas where they can get better, but uh, to me, the to me the Flyers deserve to win. You know, certainly, certainly three and maybe all four of those games. So it's uh, you know big steps forward, and now get to build on it. Nicholas Albe Hubel made his NHL debut on the trip, joined the team after the Islanders' loss, and uh, you know again uh, maybe just stirring things up a little bit. Uh, it was obvious that Dave Hackstall uh, wanted to see more from uh, Mikhail Vorobiev than he was getting, and I, I guess the it was an organizational decision kind of to switch those two. Um, what are your thoughts on how he's looked so far? You've seen him play a lot more than any of us in general. Um, you know, what, what were your uh, impressions of him in his first four NHL games? Yeah, I mean, just the tip of the iceberg with Nick. He hasn't, uh, which is you know not uncommon. He hasn't received very much ice time, playing about five minutes some nights. Kind of hard to really stand out and off from an offensive standpoint. Um, but I think he's he's checked well. He's used. He uses speed with some effectiveness, and you know he's brought a little bit of physicality as well. Um, on on the Phantoms, he's a really he's become a really solid five on five guy. Um, does give you some offense, some speed, and uh, is a regular in the Phantoms penalty kill. They weren't gonna the Flyers were just gonna throw him in the NHL and throw him in the PK, but you know I I think that's something that that he could work his way into that kind of a role. Um, moving forward here and there'll be some decisions to make too when JVR comes back um you know it looks like for the time being at least that um you know that uh Jordan Wheel is the, in the third line center role you know but then other other pieces will move around okay maybe Dal Weiss goes back to the fourth line um you know and, and and see how things get adjusted in there you know I, I think uh you know I think Abe Kubel in in the very small sample size has shown a little bit of what he can do, but I think again I think it's kind of the tip of the iceberg, and he's capable of doing more as he gains confidence and experience and moves forward. So moving on from there to the Phantoms, uh, give us a little update on them. Uh, it's a, it's a bit of a different look at least right now in the uh, in the division. The Phantoms are in the Atlantic Division of the American Hockey League, whereas usually you see one of the Phantoms, the uh, uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, or the Hershey Bears. At the top of that division right now, all three teams are in the middle, and it's the the Charlotte Checkers uh, kind of moving forward right now. The Phantoms didn't have the best start to the year, but they've recovered as of late, and it seems like uh, Carter Hart is uh, on track in terms of development. Uh, what is going on with that team in general, and who are some of the highlights? Yeah, it's been it's been a little bit up and down. You know, um, Phantoms have actually pulled out some wins uh, in games where they've come back late in regulation, where they've been trailing. 
uh, and gone ahead and, and won games, um, you know, beyond regulation. You're going to need to do that a little bit, but during the course of a season, um, they've had to go to that well, uh, I think, uh, a few more times than they'd like to. Um, there have been a couple games where the Phantoms were playing with leads in the third period, and you know they were leading after the leading at the first intermission, and they were pretty automatic in those kind of situations last year. And a couple of those have ended up as uh, an overtime loss and a shootout loss. One was one was even a regulation loss. So I mean, the Phantoms are you know capable of playing better than they have so far. Um, I I think that one of the brightest spots. It's been a really pleasant surprise. Uh, has been how well German Rubsov has stepped right in and played. I mean, he's already playing in, in all situations for Scott Gordon, playing power play, playing PK, uh, and doing well, doing well, you know, pretty well in five and five too. Which doesn't mean you know there aren't there aren't things to clean up. Doesn't mean that uh, you know everything goes his way. But I think that uh, you know I, I certainly take the start that he's had. He's 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 come out of the gates looking really good. I think David Kasha also quietly is off to a, a really solid start. And he's the guy who had some preseason and some offseason injuries which was why he didn't play in some games it had nothing to do with his performance it was just about uh you know making sure he was a hunt getting getting up to 100 percent before he got in the lineup regularly so i think that some of the young players have have stepped up and looked good um i think phil myers has been pretty solid there's still another level he can get to but i i think phil has been solid uh mark friedman has shown some growth and uh you know it's been uh, it's been an interesting uh, proposition in terms of trying to balance the playing time for three goalies. Um, now Alex Lyon is going back. Uh, I thought that uh, Carter Hart has, uh, after a couple of rough outings, has looked better in, in his last couple of starts. Um, had one in particular that I thought was a, a, a very good game. You know, he still is getting acclimated a little bit. And I, I, think, I mean, I've, of the three goalies, the best one so far has been Alex Lyon, which I guess is understandable because Carter Hart's a rookie and, and, uh, you know, Anthony Stollars is coming back from missing just about a whole season. Um, Alex has had a couple 40-plus save games for the Phantoms, and he's been, you know, he's been really solid out there. So, I mean, the, the Phantoms, you know, the Phantoms haven't really hit their stride yet, but it, it, it's there. I wouldn't be surprised to see them take off now, and, you know, now that it's November. There has been a lot of talk about German Rubsoff's uh, year here. It's, uh, you know, first in North America. Where does he project onto the Flyers roster. He's a first-round draft pick, obviously, but uh, past that, I'm not sure a lot of fans know a lot about him, given that he uh, came up in Russia, and you know it's kind of hard to judge um, how that's going to translate to the NHL. What do you think the Flyers are looking at him for uh, You know, to say, okay, you're ready to, to come up to the NHL? Is it scoring, or is it something else? Well, I think it's, I think it's really a 200-foot game with, uh, with Germán. You know, he, uh, I think sometimes his offensive upside gets a little underrated. Um, and that's probably because he didn't have the best offensive year last year in the Quebec League. You know, the year before that, he came over midseason from the KHL. And he was, I mean, considering he had never played in North America before, didn't speak a word of English at that point. And he came in, he had, I think, uh, 21, 22 points in 15, 16 games. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you look for. Um, you know, and then last year, Never really got on track um, offensively. He we, he had some paperwork issues at the beginning of the season. He had some injury issues. He he changed teams. He switched from center to playing wing most of the year, and just never really got settled in. You know, so he his offensive skills weren't on display very often. Um, you know, they 
I don't know how much of it is confidence, how much of it's settling in, but uh, that's been back on display for for the uh, Phantoms in the early going of the season. I don't think he's going to be counted on to be a, a really high end offensive guy. I mean, you know, the the guy that might become that down, you know, is a guy like Morgan Frost, who's a really, Ill, you know, I don't want to say elite playmaker at the NHL level because that remains to be seen, but certainly the junior level, he's one of the best playmakers in any junior league anywhere, you know, any of the CHL leagues, any of the collegiate leagues. I mean, he sees the ice really well. You know, that's the guy you might look at as being, you know, your power play kind of top six guy. But, you know, but but if if all, and all in quotes, German Rupsov becomes as, a, as a, a guy you can use in any situation, can kill penalties, can play the middle, can move over to wing if you have to, can play, you know, up or down the lineup. Hey, I mean that that's that's a pretty valuable player in his own right, and I think that's what the Flyers are looking for with him. So he was just a prospect uh, not too long ago. There are plenty more coming up for the uh, Flyers organization. What's going on down at the uh, the uh, the amateur levels and the uh, junior leagues in the uh, NCAA? Who's uh, who's doing well down there? Yeah, well, we'll start uh, we'll start with a couple of the collegiate kids actually. Um, Wyatt Kalinuk, a uh, defenseman uh, for Wisconsin is having a tremendous sophomore season. He's a little bit of an older sophomore. He's not a true sophomore. Um, so, you know, I mean, you take it with just a little bit of a grain of salt. But he's having a, he's having a second year a progression from year one to year two, from, from freshman to sophomore. You know, it's a little bit like uh, like Shane Goss's bear from, from freshman to sophomore at, at Union College. And, again, he's a little, he's a little bit older than Shane. And it's not fair to expect that he'll do that, you know, at, at a pro level the way that Ghost has. But uh, he's definitely taking a big jump. And he, and if you look around the NCAA, you know, he, he's definitely become one of the top offensive-minded defensemen in collegiate hockey. And his play without the puck, which was really an area that needed a, a pretty fair amount of work, uh, has gotten, I think, significantly better. Not, you know, not totally, not totally there yet. It's still a work in progress. But way better than where it was, and uh, you know he's looking like a prospect at this point. Um, the other Wyatt, um, Wyatt Wiley, in the uh, in the Western Hockey League, uh, he had a really good second half last year, and uh, you know the he kind of was a, a stock going up guy before the uh, before the draft this year, and he's looked really solid this season too. Um, you know the I guess the little bit of a concern right now on the collegiate level is uh uh jay o'brien and not because he doesn't have any points that those will come if you saw him play in the world junior summer showcase this year he showed off that he has some offensive upside to him great speed really wicked shot from coming off the wing or or even over the middle um so that's not the concern with with uh with jay he's had a couple of injuries so far uh in in the third game against UConn, uh, or maybe it was the fourth game, uh, sec- midway through the second period, he got rocked on a hit that uh, was called a charge, and it was a charge. Um, and then that one looked like most most of the impact was up in his shoulders before, you know, more than head, although his head snapped a little bit on the play. But then he missed several games, just came back in the lineup. His last game out was against uh, Holy Cross, and he got just absolutely drilled uh, head high with a hit. And now he's out kind of indefinitely. It's the you know, last thing you want to see. Um, so that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a concern. You just never want to see that ever. But, uh, you know, especially two upper body injuries like that back-to-back. And even if there's no kind of lingering impact, you know, it's going to 
set him back just in terms of his freshman year? Does, does it affect him making the World Junior team because of, he sure looked like he had a good shot back in, in August for that? I mean, that's, you know, that, that's a little bit of a short-range concern. Um, hopefully he can get healthy and, and get untracked. Um, Joel Farabee has been, uh, you know, part of a, a Boston University team that's really surprisingly struggled so far this year. They really, really have come out of the gate stumbling. Did win their last game, but they're one and four. Um, I, I, you know, they are. You know, they have changed coaches. Of course, their coach is now with the New York Rangers, so they've have a change behind the bench. They have, you know, some new guys coming in. And I mean, Farabee's had some moments where he's been really solid. Um, had a really nice shorthanded breakaway goal. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think he's held his own, but I think there's still an adjustment period for him to go through. Uh, and uh, you know, I, th- I think Joe will be just fine. And then we'll get uh, just jump real fast onto a couple of the junior guys. Uh, tonight is the uh, the CHL against Russia series, which is a kind of a precursor to the World Junior Championships. Uh, tonight, Morgan Frost is playing for the OHL team, and so is uh, Isaac Ratcliffe. And both guys are having really strong seasons in the Ontario League, uh, but they're draft plus two guys. You kind of expect that. Really good test for them coming up tonight against the, the Russian team and see how they do. All right, and how about the alumni? I know the alumni are, are busy today. There's a bit of an event going on at the Wells Fargo Center, but uh, what all is going on uh, in that world? Yeah, uh, as, as you were just alluding to, the uh, uh, several alumni guys, um, Brad Marsh, um, Bob Kelly, uh, Doug Crossman, Jimmy Watson, they are doing a clinic today for the uh, kids of the United Heroes League, and these are, these are mil- kids from military families. And, uh, you know, the, I mean, the alumni always do a great job with the, you know, with the kids. And actually, uh, early this afternoon, the, the alumni just ran a just tr- tremendous clinic for them. Uh, Rob Bear, who's the uh, Flyers youth hockey director, was uh, on the ice, too, with the kids. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about what those guys do. And the other thing that's going on right now, it's kind of, uh, kind of exciting, um, you know, November is um, Hockey Fights Cancer Month, and it's also National Lung Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a good friend of the Flyers alumni, a guy by the name of John Matthews, uh, who's an executive with SAP Software, uh, he and Brad Marshall become really good friends because they're both avid uh, avid bike riders. Okay. And last year, um, John did a, a charity ride um, from – suburban philadelphia out to the golden gate bridge to to raise money for uh his his charity which is called ride hard breathe easy and so for this this year for um you know you, you say that like he rode to like the store and back <laughs> yeah You're not, not the easiest thing I, I, as far <laughs> and particularly particularly and uh, i found this out from wayne fish who was himself an avid bike rider is way easier to do golden gate bridge out east yeah, than it is yeah. to go east to west how about that so but uh anyway so as part of uh, as part of what they're doing this year uh, brad marsh is doing a uh thing in conjunction with them called uh, ride with brad and uh, basically you you can log the miles you bike during the month and uh you know and people can go in make donations and it all goes it all goes towards lung cancer awareness treatment it's uh you know it's a tremendous thing and actually uh people that uh for every 50 miles you ride you get an entry into a into a raffle so you can win flyers tickets you can win a flyers jersey uh a chance to meet a chance to meet brad at a game so you know a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening with that all right terrific well i think that's gonna about do it for this edition of flyer buzz the flyers are 
settling into a, a homestand here, which, uh, you know, not only that, but they get to play every other day, uh, more, more or less, during this homestand. And that's helpful uh, when a team can try to get into a rhythm like that. So we'll see if uh, that can result in some better play at home. We'll see how things go going into Thanksgiving. Bill, thanks, as always, for the time. We will talk to you again soon. Absolutely. We thank you again for joining us here on this edition of Flyer Buzz. Continue to check things out for us here at Flyers Radio 24-7. The website is flyersradio247.com. That gets you everything. It gets you a link to the stream, all of our podcasts, and uh, everything that's going on with the organization. You can follow us on Twitter at flyersradio247. The stream itself can be found on TuneIn. So if you go to tunein.com, do a search for Flyers Radio 24-7, you'll find it there. And uh, you can also uh, check out some uh, things through our Twitter account. We have a SoundCloud account as well that we try to post highlights to in-game. So if you... uh, can't uh, you know? Can't can't listen to a game if you're off somewhere where things are going crazy and uh, you just want to catch the highlights. Watch that account. We'll get you uh, the highlights uh, as they come through. So it'll be a, a good time as well. So thanks again for joining us. The I'm Brian Smith. The program is an original again. production of Flyers Radio 24/7. You can find this and other programs available on demand at flyersradio247.com.